Hello, and welcome back to the Core Commentary Podcast. I am joined here today by two juniors on the varsity lacrosse team, defenseman Vaughn McCulloch and lawn stick midfielder Kalen Ferris. Guys, welcome to the show. What's up? So, McLean lacrosse has been off to a really strong start this year. They're 11-1 right now. They're ranked top five in the state of Virginia. They're ranked top 20 in the DMV. Big deal for a public school. A lot of times you see in those top 20s is wall-to-wall private schools. So, for McLean to break through, that's a big accomplishment for the team so far, and how have you guys, you know, achieved such such success early in the year, and what's been the game plan towards this strong start? Um, so I think I think the biggest thing for us is that preseason we had a lot of guys showing up to our green days, and for those first few weeks of practice, like before our scrimmages even, we were really focusing up, and we were trying to get all of the, I guess, rust out before we actually started our like season games. So come our first game, like since I've been playing uh, my freshman year, we haven't won our first game and we haven't had a winning record for our first, what, nine games either. So I think everybody showing up and taking it seriously um, has really made a difference this year. Um, yeah, I think it also helps that a lot of these guys have like played together before mm-hmm. and like everyone's like boys and you know, very good team chemistry. Mm-hmm. So that helps a lot. And for a lot of teams, when you all get off to such strong starts, it can be easy to get kind of caught up in the midst of that start and then lose sight of the rest of the season, lose track of the rest of the year when you need to be playing at your highest level. How are you guys making sure that that doesn't happen and that your best play is ahead of you and not what's already happened? Um, So usually we just take it half by half. You know, everybody's going to make their mistakes, but the most important part of the game is the second half, which is where you fix them all. So usually we'll see... um, like, for example, against Chantilly, we were up, I think, 7-1 to one after the first quarter, and they went on a run, and they tied at 11-11 at the half. And then second half, we finished out with a 20-12 to 12 final. So defense fixed their stuff. Offense kept doing their thing. Um, so, yeah, kind of taking the 0-0 um, score at halftime mentality to pull through for the second half of the game. Um, yeah, I also think uh, the loss to Lake Braddock helped us, you know, stay humble because they're, they're a really good team. And, you know, it was a great game. And um, I think we, you know, might have been losing track a little bit. And I think that Lake Braddock loss really helped us get humbled. Dude, that, yeah. was a, that was a pretty close game, I heard. Yeah, I know. Like so we, we were up like 12 to 11 with like five minutes left. And defense just threw the ball away like three times, yeah. which were their three goals that won them the game. But, um, yeah, I think, that, I think that loss, I think we needed to lose a game. Like, I didn't want to go undefeated just because everybody was kind of too focused on having an undefeated record mm-hmm. instead of, you know, worrying more about, like, the opponent we were playing. So having the undefeated record and keeping that kind of took away from the focus at practice, and it didn't really help us prepare for the games. And yeah, and because, like, you know, undefeated season, pretty cool to say, but it doesn't mean anything if you can't get anywhere in the district yeah. regional championships. Yeah. Is that is that the ceiling of this team this year? you think this team has that capability to go high regionals? Yeah, um, honestly, we've been talking about it a little bit, and we we really do think that we could go into the state tournament because um, you know we have a lot of talent this year, and just based on the games we've already played, we most of the teams we've played we've had we have like a lot more grit than them. Like in overtime, we pulled out three wins. We got a double OT win against Langley. Like we just we don't give up. We like play until the end of the, like play until the last whistle, I guess. Um, and yeah, I think that is like one of the biggest things for a team that wants to go deep into playoffs is to have that like kind of fight in them. Mm. Yeah, I also think everyone just believes we can go far because 
you know we know we're a good team and we've proven we're a good team against good opponents. So yeah, I think us believing really helps. That Langley game was crazy. No, that I was, was that one was a lot of fun. I was, was um, fun. that was like that's like the only game I watched this year besides the the Trinity Meadowview uh, spring break game. Oh yeah, um, which was a. That was, a, that was a blowout. A much less interesting game, yeah. but it's kind of fun to just watch everyone get some minutes. I love seeing like the JV guys come in at the end. Mm-hmm. Brings me back. Um, <laughs> but what got me at the end of the Langley game is that uh, Simmons made a switch and he put you on the face off. Mm-hmm. And is there a sense of obviously there's gonna be a sense of pressure there, but is there a sense of I'm gonna let the team down here? And does that does that impact how you play, or is it more just like you've got to play at your highest level um, in that moment, no matter what? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a little pressure, like, going into overtime, taking the face off. Like, that's the most important part of the game, really. Like, in the ball in overtime is, like, really big because that, that honestly kills the morale of a team a little bit. Like, oh, man, like, what if they score? And then all of the pressure's on them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've taken face-offs before, and I don't, I don't, I'm pretty good at not letting pressure get to me. So, like, I think of it like, you know, coach put me out here for a reason. I'm just going to do my thing. And then, you know, first face-off of overtime, yard sailed their guy, and we took it down the field. <laughs> Yeah, I, li- I like I always like the uh, the deep full strategy of taking face offs because you, know, you get a shorty, they have to you know get their leverage, they yeah, have exactly. to pop the ball up, get it. And when you're doing it, it's like okay, you might not win the initial, but it's like yeah. I got a bigger. I mean, I think yeah. I went like three for four for face offs that game. Yeah, and yeah, I won I won I won the face off to take us like that got us the point to win double OT. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think I did a pretty good job, yeah. but um, yeah, I think it's just to get leverage on. Yeah. Like, just having that pole advantage is, like, really nice, especially when there's been, like, a really big competition throughout the rest of the game. Like, Owen's obviously a great Fogo. Um, so is Sam. But, like, when you have that, like, just putting a pole out there gives you that extra advantage. Like, mm-hmm. you can get, like, any advantage you can get, you should take when you're in those, like, close game situations. It must be nice. I remember Langley last year had that Fogo who was oh, yeah. absurd. He's playing, yeah, he's playing club at Colorado right now, and he's going, like, 73%. That's like crazy. He's, he's really good. But yeah, that was like the biggest thing last year was like we couldn't we couldn't get the ball because mm-hmm. they would just win every face off. So that took like all of the points away from us. But yeah, I think that's one of the bigger differences this year. We have a little bit more of a competition at the face off position now. So yeah. And that's kind of like one of the beautiful parts of lacrosse, which is also one of those like cruel parts of lacrosse is like just because you just got stored on, you don't know that you're not gonna have to go back and defend again mm-hmm. like every single play every single possession means that you're gonna have to get back onto the face-off and if you don't win it you could give up a sit stroll street just because you can't win a face-off and i've always i've always found that interesting about lacrosse it's like a lot of sports you get your chance to you know get back at the other team when they get you lacrosse is just like you just gotta you just gotta be a man at the face-off yeah center. yeah i mean the game can go any way <coughs> at any point in the game like you know we we try, that's another thing we did this year. We, like, last year we were really focused on, like, you know, like, I guess spring break we were like, oh, Oakton, Oakton beat Woodson, we just beat Oakton, like, this should be an easy win, and we lost to uh, Woodson, I mean, yeah. over spring break. So we've, like, stopped looking at, like, the other team's scores because they actually don't really mean anything. If you look at some games, like, Langley beat Yorktown last year in regular season, Yorktown beat them in district championship, like, it's just, like, it can go either way, so the like the more more important thing I guess to look at is you know focusing on your team's offense and running that, and a little bit like a little bit of their personnel just so you know who you should be guarding like setting up your slide package and stuff like that. But you know the scores of the game really don't matter too much like because mm-hmm. the game can go any way at any time, which is something I like because any team like 
no matter how far, like, how, how big of a lead a team has on you, like, you can still come back. Like, it's yeah. just how the game works. And you mentioned having to communicate the slide packages or whatever mm -hmm. whatever parts of defense you're going to um, have to make sure is on point for any mm -hmm. given possession. And I know you, you spent a lot of time in the midfield, you know, playing LSM, and then Vaughn, um, uh, on defense, how do you, you know, make sure you're communicating loud enough and clearly enough to the other guys about what needs to happen when, and how do you guys hold each other accountable on the defensive side? Because you're going to give up some goals. That's how it's going to go. How do you make sure to not let that get you down and make sure to just every single play come back? Um, you know, Hugh, Hugh does a great job communicating, like mm -hmm. telling everyone what to do and stuff. And, you know, we always like to, like, have every single goal, try and get everyone to, like, just talk and just, like, figure out what happened and, like, try and prevent that from happening again. And um, you really just have to play, play like a goldfish, like not a, not a big memory. Like you have to forget what you happened last and everything. And, you know, it's, it, yeah, people are going to score. You just have to do your best to limit that. Play like a goldfish. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use that one. Um, who, who in the district right now is, like, are the other competitors besides Yorktown and Langley? So I know Yorktown and Langley are two very strong teams. Yeah. Who who are who are teams to be watching out for, and then who are players to be watching out for? Um, in the future so games? honestly, we had a I, it surprised me a little bit, but like Herndon was really competitive this year, mm -hmm. and like in previous years, like honestly, their athletics like this year overall have like improved like a lot, like drastically. Like football, like Herndon beat us, but Herndon's always usually been a team that we beat, and like that's like a senior night kind of game. But you know, I guess, but like we still took them into overtime. We pulled out with the win, but. I'm not going to use it as, as an excuse because we probably could have played a better game either way. But, I mean, we were missing Vaughn and Jacques. They were both gone for spring break. So we were missing two of our defensive starters. We were missing Dave, which is, like, one of our best step-down shooters. So we were missing a piece of our offense and two big parts of our defense. So, I mean, we, weren't, we probably weren't on our best for that game. Um, but, I mean, we still got the win. Win's the win. Mm -hmm. But um, that's probably the other bigger competitor of our region. I mean, district. Yeah, half of it is talent. The other half is, you know, like you were talking about, that grit, that willingness to mm -hmm. come out of each game and play as the other team as hard as possible. And then as a defender, Vaughn, are there any specific guys, maybe this year, maybe in past years, who have given you, you know, someone you definitely had to keep an eye out for? Or? You know, like, like you said, Yorktown's got some players, but I don't try not to focus on that. Like, try, obviously you watch some film, but I just really go out and play. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I, you have to have the mindset, this dude is never going to beat me. Just get after it. Yeah. Be confident. I will say one of the harder kids I've had to guard this year was Sam McAvoy on Lake Braddock. He's a oh. Penn State commit. He's really good. Like he's yeah. shifty. He will if you overcommit one way, he'll take you the other way and score. Like he's really good. But I, I don't even like I think I was doing fine guarding him. I think most of his goals honestly generated from ball watching a little bit, like when I wasn't on him. Like uh there was a clip I saw where I think it was I don't know who it was guarding him, but he was kind of like whoever it was was sucked too far in. He mm -hmm. like slipped around behind him completely and, and just had to stay down. Yeah. Also, so. um, Alex Alex Hay mm. on Langley. Langley. He's a dog. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. So I played all American with him. He's he's good. That's like Langley's like, that's their that's their guy. Centerpiece. Yeah. Um, and then you were talking about like, what's the hardest do you think like attribute to defend? Because you were talking about that shiftiness and the ability to change direction that fast. Is it? the quickness that a lot of these guys show or is it just like brute power um i don't i think it's more quickness because like a lot of the a lot of the goals you see generated the dodges start with 
going one way and then catching a defender as soon as he commits and mm -hmm. snapping back the other way. So like reacting to like reacting to a dodge is probably the hardest part of defending because if you're not fast enough to recover and still like play him, then he's gonna go on the run and then we're gonna need a slide and they're gonna have a, another look and there's gonna be an open guy. But um yeah, I mean that's probably the hardest thing. I mean it's not like I've never really had a problem with it because I've usually been like pretty fast, pretty shifty. But um I mean this is like I still get I still get coached. Yeah. Like it's it's gonna happen. This is part of this part of the game. Exactly. Um and I know it's I mean we get a lot of goals that same way. Guys like, you know, Matt's Mullen oh, yeah. is coming down the oh, alley. Wow. He's been really good this year. Yeah. And then, you know, guys like Landon and then our attack, you know, like Tristan and whatnot. It's just the first yeah. step is always you know, from what, I, from what I've been able to watch, it's always the hardest one to defend because there's so many angles you could take mm -hmm. out of that step. And I feel like the hardest part has got to be, like, tracking that first step and where it goes. So that's interesting to see. And it's, it's always also interesting to see the, the bigger guys versus the smaller but quicker guys. Have you guys watched Charles Cross? Mm -hmm. A little bit. You watch UVA ever? Mm -hmm. You know uh, Peyton Cormier? I think I've heard of him. Number 24. Yeah. He's just this big – he's fat. I'm going to be honest. He's fat, but he plays attack. And he finds his ways to spots that I've never been able to figure out how because it's how do you let a guy like that sneak around your defense because he's huge. But that's kind of all it takes sometimes is he just gets these easy dump off goals and he, he ends up in the back line of the defense. You're like, how, how do you even get there? I wasn't even watching that. And so I think I'll, I'll always take a quick, a quick acceleration guy in the cross, but there's always something to be said for those, for those offensive downs. And we have guys at that who are not as fast but can, you know, dump in a goal like Matt Mock. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I love watching him, his play style. Like you park him on the crease and he, he'll catch what comes in there. I think that's yeah. a crucial part of the yeah. offense. So in the past, McLean has had teams with similar levels of talent to this team, similar, you know, the same coaching staff and all that. But it's been hard to get over the hump of maybe it's Yorktown, maybe it's Langley, because these are also schools who have built really competitive programs. But... We've already beaten Langley once this year in a game where we very much showed that, you know, y'all earned that win. How can we expect us to see a similar level of competition from the Yorktown game, which is next week, I believe? This week. This week. This Friday. Friday. This Friday. Okay. That is this Friday. Um, what can we expect from that? And how do you guys plan on using what you've done in your past games to really emphasize that in the biggest game of the year so far? Um, so, I mean, the biggest thing the coaches have been talking about is that, like, these, like, this is a really disciplined team. Um, they're really good at scoring easy goals. So, I mean, like, the, the, the mistakes that we've been making, like, this year, earlier in the year, whatever, like, previous years, like, they will punish those mistakes. And if we let them, like, if we let them walk all over us, then they will, and we will lose that game. So I think the biggest thing is not overlooking them, everybody doing their job, doing their assignment. I mean, we have, we already have, like, their personnel, who they're guarding. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I'm just like not giving them the easy looks that we've given other teams mm -hmm. is going to be the biggest thing. Like winning the like winning the ground ball battle, like getting those possessions because we could, we need every possession we can get to compete with this team because this is a really disciplined, really strong team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think I think we just play all across. You know, do what we're supposed to. I think we're a much more athletic team than them. Mm -hmm. I you know, I almost goes well saying, well, I think we're a better team than them. You know, I think you just gotta have that confidence. You know, like Kaylin said, don't make stupid mistakes. We go out and play all across. You know, it'll be a very good Friday night. 
You guys ever seen that Key and Peele skit where it's like the Obama anger translator? No. It's like, it's like, it's like um, Jordan Peele plays Obama and he's, you know, having his, like, my fellow Americans and he's talking in his very casual and formal way and then the other guy's behind him and is, like, translating everything he says. He's like, what he's trying to say is that Iraq needs to just stop messing with us right now. And it's like, it's, it's this great clip. Point is, I think that's what, how y'all should really focus on the dynamic the rest of the year. Like, you gotta say, like, the standard, you know, like, athlete stuff and then you gotta be behind him, like, like, Oh, well, let's go. Oh, we just gonna beat your town like fifteen goals. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like there's definitely like the stuff we talk about now versus yeah. like the stuff we talk about in our huddle pregame. Like, you know, these boys like there's like a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff we say that probably shouldn't say on this podcast. But um, no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah, but like we we say a lot of different stuff too. Like, but most of the stuff we say like you know beating your town by fifteen goals like these boys like can't run with us. Whatever. Yeah. That's usually safe for pregame just to get us all like hyped up before and really dialed in who is the pregame speech talk guy? um i had my fair share of pregame speeches over spring break um sometimes it's charlie charlie's so good i've heard i've heard charlie's. charlie when i've been taking photos that's the football ones a couple times yeah. charlie's but. good at it um charlie's, charlie's gets, gets me going yeah charlie's does get me going too. you have to pick one person state championship game is tomorrow can't be you who you put in yeah the whole team's hyped up we're playing the best team in the state what do we yeah. do yeah um Honestly, who would I want to? Hear? I say Charlie. You know? Charlie. Honestly, Charlie. He's, he's just like he's just a leader on the team. Yeah. I like him. He's very vocal too. He's like he has every like he has every characteristic of like a team captain. Like that. That's yeah. his. Yeah. That's, that's Sol- his. That's solid his dude. Yeah. <laughs> Good dude. Everyone likes Charlie. Um, so going forward the rest of the year, what what do you think is the biggest strength of the team that if you hammer home will lead to more success, and then. On the flip side of that, what is the biggest weakness of the team that will need to be patched up in order to make a big run? Um, I think the biggest strength that we have is just, like, the talent that we had this year. Like, we have a really athletic defense. Like, Hugh is just, in, like, a, a dog in goal. We have Max Mullen, who is, like, you know, give him the ball, dodge. If it's not there, he passes to Landon, who, if he has it, he'll take a step down and sting a corner. If that's not there, he just moves it. Tristan... Has his dodge. He's a good dodger. Um, Dave's got his step down. We have Bryce at X who feeds Mock, who can dump it in. Like we are, like our offense runs so well together. They all do different things. Like they all have their specific jobs, but they all do their job really well. And so I think that our talent this year is going to help us going forward. But that talent really doesn't mean nothing. Like doesn't mean anything if we don't like focus and practice. Like sometimes we'll just like mess around in like a like meatloaf or line drills or you know we won't take we won't take stuff seriously and then we'll like we'll play a game and we'll like win by we'll win but it won't be like a good win like we should have beat some teams by more than we did mm. so i mean focus is definitely like the weakness we have this year because we lack it sometimes yeah and i know we've had that y'all have had a lot of ot games this year mm-hmm. uh is that is that something where the coaches have been like Good win. Glad we pulled it out, but this should have been a game where we won by four or five sets goals. Um, I mean, some some games. I don't know. I feel like the o- overtime games that we've had have been like strong opponents. Okay. Um, so I mean, last year even like we took Centerville into overtime in regionals. So to see another overtime game at the start of the season really wasn't too surprising for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Langley was definitely like you know whatever overtime winning regular like regular time like wins a win just like, win <laughs> they were yeah we were all really happy to be Langley this year because that is something we have not done 
all bets are off when it's delaying the game. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter at that yeah, point. You start winning, just win. Let's just get the win. That's why. That's why I always love about like especially like high school rivalry rivalries, but also in like college. You know, I know you're a Florida fan. Florida and Florida State or Georgia or whoever is the you know biggest one for football. And then you know, I'm a Duke fan watching Duke UNC. Like it does not matter how good either team is because it's going to be a good game. And I, I always find that so interesting to watch because you know. You want to beat Langley. You want to beat Carolina. You want to beat Georgia so bad, and yeah. you will do what it takes. And it's awesome when yeah. when 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 those games you know play really well. And that's why it's, it's always like, especially the football games. Those you know when the Friday night lights, and it's like the environment is just different. Yeah, yeah. I, even, I feel like every Langley game is mm-hmm. different. Even the lacrosse game. You know, sometimes you don't get the most fan, but it was. It was pretty loud. Yeah, you know, yeah it was, I remember. We had pretty, that's also a big thing. Like we've had some pretty good, like some decent numbers for our, I guess, like student section at least. Like mm-hmm. usually, it's like our friend group that shows up, and like everybody else has their friend group show up too. It's not like a, it's not like it's nothing like a football game, but like just the, mm-hmm. just the student section that we have for the lacrosse game. Like to hear the cheers, get that energy is enough to get yeah. us going. Yeah. I think, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Sounds like Vaughn. All right. Um, One thing I will say, though, just real quick. Um, I'm not sure what the coaches had to say. I don't really remember. But one game that I'm not proud of how we won was definitely Herndon. Like, I feel like that was a team that we were on a different level then. I think it was lack of an offensive performance and then kind of a, like, a letdown on defense a little bit in the fourth quarter. Like, I remember, God, it pissed me off because I was guarding number three, their ex-attacking the whole game. I must have stripped them like eight different times, <laughs> and then, dude, like the last minute, the la- like the next time he dodged on me, he beat me and scored the goal that took it into overtime, and that that pissed me off because that was the one goal he had on me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he still pulled out with the win, wins a win. But I think that if we see them again in districts, then that should be a better game. Yeah, and I I wasn't at the home game, so I don't I don't really. It's probably why it's so close. Yeah, <laughs> we, we were missing a lot of people that game. So yeah. like Vaughn. Yeah, like yeah. me. Well, not like we missing Jacques and Dave. Yeah. So um, you know, I think I think next time we see him, it'll, it'll be a better game. Yeah. And then and then, not to rub salt in the wounds, but if you win that Lake Braddock game, we're twelve and zero. Probably you know top three in the state at that point because we probably bumped them. How do you that? That's a game, obviously, in hindsight. You're thinking, you know, all right, here's what we could have changed, we could have won. But y'all didn't win that game. It's just how it went. How do you use that loss to make sure in the future, like, hey, it's just a regular season game then. When it matters, we're going to fix these mistakes and not let this happen again. Yeah, so I definitely – I think Lake Braddock's definitely going to be a team we see again in regionals, whether it be deep in a regional play or even in the state tournament. Because I actually don't think Braddock's in our region, yeah, so we would not. We, well, they, we'd see no, them. they're in our region. They're not in our no, district. It's just Lincoln really? Concord. Mm, oh, you're, you're right. So we actually wouldn't see them until deep in the state tournament. So, um, but yeah, I think that's when it's like that's when those changes really matter because that's like win or go home. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think just like watching that film, like seeing what we did wrong, and even like comparing how we played that game to how we been playing like I'm speaking like we're in regionals right now comparing that game and how we played then to how we're playing now and like realizing like you know those guys like 
we shouldn't have given like we shouldn't have given them the easy looks like I should have been better off ball I'm not going to get caught ball watching and just having those mistakes that you made in the back of your head playing the same team again it really helps to not make those mistakes again and that's when it like that's what really helps because like like Braddock they won the game they see it as you know we already beat this team it's McLean we'll beat them again we're seeing it as okay this is what we need to do this is what I did wrong last game I'm not going to let that shit happen again and then you go out there and you fix it um I also, I also think it helps that we, we had that game. We, mm. we so easily could have won it. Like Caitlin said, I think we up by like one or two goals, like five minutes left. And, you know, we had a big like man down stop, still up by one, and we could not clear the ball. Like the last mm. three minutes, I think we were playing defense just because we couldn't clear it. So I think going in that game and having that confidence that like, oh, they didn't blow us out. Like, you know, going follow in the States, like we can hang with one of the best teams in the States. We could have mm. beaten them. I think yeah. that's going to help us. Yeah, so. yeah. Having that confidence and going in with like a little bit of anger to losing that game, and you know, I know that some of our, I know that I think there were a few guys that were like beefing with whoever they regard in that game. So like going in there with that anger and like that like want to was like that, was that you, Ron? Guy. No, yeah, I'm not. You know, not gonna name names. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was a little bit. <laughs> it, it was everyone, actually. It's it's whatever. But you know, I think I think it's good. It, we'll, we'll yeah. All right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, y'all don't have a huge amount of, like, newcomers to the varsity team this year. There are a couple guys, like you, Vaughn, um, uh, who are new to varsity this year. But there's also guys who are just stepping into much bigger roles, much more important roles. Um, and how have you noticed that change the makeup of the team from last year? I guess this is more because you were on the team last mm-hmm. year. But, like, guys like, you know, Mullen and Landon stepping into a bigger role or, like, you know, Connor O'Sullivan – who's been, um, you know, starting a lot of the games this year. Like, have you, have you noticed those new guys coming up and filling roles from some very, very good seniors last year? Yeah. And yeah. there are a lot of big shoes to fill, you know, like your brother Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Pate, Patrick Downey, yeah. like guys like that. How do you fill that? How do you fill those shoes accurately? Um, and how have you noticed some maybe similarities and differences of how they have played and how that's helped the team? Um... So I will say one of the bigger things is, like, those seniors last year, yes, very talented, but they all had their own injury at some point last year, whether it was Patrick, who, like, came in for Langley, got injured that game, and didn't play for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Connor Pate, um, like, I think right before districts, around then, had his appendix removed. Um, I mean, Hugh had a a concussion. Isaac broke his thumb, like... Tanner Moore actually uh-huh. um, was out for the whole season because of like back problems. Yeah, I was say it was a back injury, right? Yeah. So and I mean, he, like when I played my freshman year, like he was insane. Like he was a junior on varsity. Like he was really talented. And then not having him at that like at defense last year like really hurt us a little bit. And I mean, Cooper missed the first half of the season because he had mono, and like wasn't even <laughs> sure if he wanted to play. Um, but I mean, this year we're we're really healthy. Um, I mean, everybody's had, like, their allergies and stuff. Like, some guys missed a practice for it, but, like, that's the biggest injury I think we've seen on this team other than Davis. But, um, yeah, I mean, Max really, like, has really grown since last year. Like, he was on varsity last year, but the numbers that he's been putting up this year compared to last year, like, he got, like, player of the game for Chantilly because he dropped, I think it was four goals and six assists for a total of 10 of the 20 points. 10 points is crazy. As a sophomore. Yeah. Which is just like, like it's just insane to think about. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't remember the last time an underclassman did that on varsity. But, yeah. Um, and then, just the way 
that they all work well together too. Like um, last year was, I feel like we didn't have as much offensive chemistry as we do this year. Like Landon and Max, they're, they're friends, they're tight. A lot of the times you'll see it's Max starts the dodge, draws Landon's guy from crease, Landon mm -hmm. pops up, Max feeds Landon, Landon stings a corner. That's like a, that chemistry right there is just yeah. amazing. Um, another position that I think was like changed that I think really affects our offense this year is Bryce at X. Mm -hmm. Last year, I think it was Charlie who was playing X or, yeah, I think it was Charlie playing X. But Bryce this year, I think, like no disrespect to Charlie, I love him. He, I, like, I, I like him more at midi, honestly, Charlie Sandberg at midi, just because he's got a little bit more speed. He's got a good shot from up top. Yeah. Um, but Bryce is just like good. Like he, he might not be the biggest or fastest guy on the field, but if you let it like if he gets his hands free and he gets his eyes up, he'll feed somebody for a goal. Yeah. Or if you don't play him well, he'll just come around the crease and score. Yeah. Like he's he can go both ways, so you have to respect him no matter what. Because mm -hmm. if you overcommit or slide too early, he'll he'll feed somebody to score. If you don't slide at all, then he's going to score too. Yeah. You just have to practice golf for ice a little bit in practice and his great vision and stuff, and he can just get all these insane passes. Yeah, and he can shoot from really good angles too. Like he can yeah. shoot from like he, a nice shot. he can shoot from like near below Gioli, which is like crazy. Which you know not the easiest thing to do. And yeah, wow, you remember our freshman year? He job was seven goals against Chantilly. Yeah, that was a that was a fun game. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned the chemistry. Um, also, you mentioned Tanner Moore, who I've always liked because his name rhymes perfectly with mine, which is the only person I've ever met like that. Um, but regardless, you mentioned chemistry. Um, <laughs> how do you keep up that chemistry on the field, off the field, in practice? And just how important is it? And I guess this is a question kind of separately for both of you because, you know, more with the group, even though you, you play close a lot. And then um, same for you at D. How do you keep up that chemistry and how important is that to the success of the team? Yeah, so one thing I'll say real quick is that coming in, like, from my perspective, coming in as a freshman on varsity, it's a really intimidating thing. Like, there's, yeah. you're dealing with a bunch of upperclassmen. Like, you don't want to disappoint, especially because they're all thinking, like, what is this freshman doing on here? He better be, like, insane because look at him. He's, like, small. He looks like an eighth grader because he was in, the eight, like, eighth grade last he year. He might as well be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, like, really welcoming those guys in and, you know, making them realize, you know, they're part of this team. We're like, we're like a family pretty much. Like, we're like, there's no, there's no hazing on the team. There's no like bullying. Like we're all, we just, just have fun. Yeah. Like we outside of practice, like I think we're doing like a team dinner this Thursday. And I mean, there's not like one person on the team that can't have a conversation or can't like, like do partner passing with like mm -hmm. another person. Like there's no like, two people on the team that aren't friends. Like, everybody's just so tight. Yeah, I think it helps, you know. Everyone's just, like, funny and nice and everything. And, like, mm -hmm. you know, everyone jokes around. And we do, like, lock in and stuff when we have to. But mm -hmm. And it's good because we're also all, like, out of practice friends. Like, mm -hmm. we'll say hi to each other in the hallways and, like, yeah, hang out hang outside out, yeah. of the cross. Yeah, we all hang out outside of school and yeah. practice. So, Which is like... Yeah, I mean, even after some practices, like some guys will go get Chipotle and like just have dinner and talk. Some guys will go to Seven Eleven, get a Slurpee because of like hot days or whatever. Um, I hate Slurpees. Really? I hate Slurpees. Yeah. When I when I was um, like six or seven, I got really sick one day, like, like unrelated to the Slurpee, and um, I you know I threw up a bunch or whatever. And my babysitter was like, "Oh, I hope you feel better. Let's get your Slurpee." And Slurpees you know, are kind of carbonated. And I hate carbonated drinks. Like, I can't drink soda. Um, 
different. I just, I can't, I like can't drink, I like can't swallow it. Um, bro, I, I, shut up. You can't say your ours. Um, no need to bring that up, dude. Hey, dude, you were definitely like a little kid who was like, Definitely thought like carbonated drinks were too spicy. You were definitely I, I definitely was, bro. Definitely I'm still okay. I don't think they're spicy, but like, I, I still don't drink soda. You don't like the bubbles? I don't like the bubbles. <laughs> the bubbles scare. I don't want to like drink the pure. Bubbles scare you? Yeah, I don't want to drink like pure yeah, electricity. Be the softest thing that I've ever heard. I'm soft for not wanting to drink soft drinks. Did, I want to drink. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. No. <laughs> Stop. Like, that, that's awful. I I just I don't get, and they don't even like the flavor is even that good. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Coca-Cola flavor? Like, I've had Coke in the past. Dude, Coke and cherry? That's airmail. It literally tastes... It, that is airmail. <laughs> Not airmail. <laughs> Dodge, it's just... I think that's just one of those things where it's like... If it got introduced today, if it was like... A, like, Coke was like a new thing on the market, no one would drink it. It's just because people have always had it. I will, sta- I will stand by this take. <laughs> okay, that doesn't mean that... Nah, that's probably true, but they're insanely good. Yeah. No, they're not. Just try, try one again. I promise you I've had a Coke before. Sure. Like I was that yes. But have you had a wild cherry and Coke Slopey? No. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're missing, dude. Yeah. Because it's it's like frozen. You know what it is? Do I do I know what do I, do I know what a Slurpee is? Yeah. Yes, I know it's what a Slurpee is. It's a genuine question. I don't. I feel like you're thinking of different things. A slur- things the thing you go so good. You go to Seven Eleven and it has those big things that have like the you know and then you just. It's like frozen. Yes. It's yeah, but it's but. But it's it's not like frozen hard. It's like it's like it's like, it's like, it's like soft ice. It's like it's like it's like it's like, it's like, slush. It's like, it's like slush, like a Slurpee. You know, it's like yeah. Okay, so we're, okay, we're thinking of the same thing. Yes, I know we're thinking of the same thing. And you don't like? I don't like it. Right. I yeah. don't think it tastes good. Air mail. Yeah. Next question. I'll have a smoothie. It's not it's not like the texture. Smoothie it doesn't taste good. I love a smoothie. What if I will. Smoothie said. What if the smoothie has bubbles? Then I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what if the smoothie is Coke flavored? Then I also won't like it. And that's but, just a okay. Coke flavored smoothie, but doesn't have bubbles. See, now we're getting into the, like, the hard <laughs> stuff. I, I, I just think the flavor of Coke is, like, so, like gross. You never, have the, you, don't, you, you never have, like, those Coke little gummies? Yeah, those are gross. Like, where do you think, like, where do you think I've gotten the Coke flavor from? So I don't drink Coke that much. I've had, like, probably One two Cokes in my entire life. Drinks, I hate sparkling water. Sparkling I hate sparkling water, water too. Garbage. Garbage. And there's, there's nothing worse. I was, in, I was in Chicago the other day, and we were at this food court in the Sears Tower. Um, and... We got the, it, it was just like a chicken sandwich. It was like a normal place where it was like, we're really hungry, we're going to eat. And, you know, those chicken sandwiches dry your mouth out a lot. And so I'm like, I'm going to get this water. I take a big swig of it because it was just it was from the water thing that they had the dispenser. It was sparkling water. And so I just like chugged sparkling water. And I hate, as we've mentioned, I hate carbonation. And I also hate sparkling water in general. And so I'm just sitting there like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't want this anymore. And then I had to just deal with that chicken sandwich. It was a horrible time. Don't you get that? Dude, bro, I just used to bring sparkling water to practices. Because he had nothing else. He'd just bring canned sparkling water. <laughs> that yeah. is disgusting. That's awful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you can... So so, so, so why do you not like sparkling water, then? What's, it what's the, it so I don't mind taste. carbonation, but, like, the taste is just gross. It like, it doesn't taste, taste like water. It tastes like artificial... Yeah. That's just like a, there's just like yeah. this like sour taste to it, but it's not yeah. like a like a tastes like, like a, a drinking good metal. sour. Yeah. Like 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 Sprite. No. No. Yeah. Sprite tastes like no. Lemon Sprite and lime. is lemon and lime. It's not water. Yeah. Same. Lemon and lime. If lemon and lime was made of like steel. Okay, dude. All right, we're getting off topic. This is all right. <laughs> How does the leadership of the team change? <laughs> all right. Excuse me. Over the length of the season, how does the leadership of the team change with the seniors starting to move out of, you know, this is their last few games of the year, and obviously those guys are going to be stepping up at the big stages, but you also want to make sure in the coming years you're going to have 
freshmen, juniors, sophomores who are going to be the focal points of the team's leadership, how do you make sure that um, the younger guys are, because I know there's no freshmen on varsity this year, but in that case, like the juniors or even the guys on JV, how are you leaving your impact on those guys um, and making sure that the leadership will be there? Because next year, you guys are going to be the guys yeah. uh, as seniors and you know the rest of the seniors. So we have a, we have a fairly large uh, junior class on the team, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, the is, so we're going to have a lot of guys, and then once that's gone, it's like now we need people to step up as leaders. So how, over the course of the season, do you you know ensure that that happens? Um, honestly, I don't think there's like any person who, you know, kind of passes the baton down to an underclassman. I think that it kind of just comes naturally because one of the bigger things that I saw was that my sophomore year, I was one of the stronger defenders on the team. And when it came into like, like close games, like high pressure situations, they would always put me on ball. Mm -hmm. Everybody would want me on ball. They'd be like, Kaylin, go get the ball, like whatever, like and that's when I kind of noticed that I was really, I was a lot more like, I guess, looked up to than I thought I was. Even like as, trusted. yeah, even as an underclassman, like having that kind of like, I guess, like say on a team mm. and like having that kind of like, uh, I guess, leadership on a team as an underclassman without even noticing it. And I think that it'll come naturally to some of the guys this year too. Like Max Mullen, when he like, when it kind of, like he, when he like snaps out of it, wakes up and realizes that like, everybody wants him to just shoot and score because that's what he does best. Like, he's mm -hmm. going to be like, all right, these guys look up to me. He's like, that's when he's going to start demanding the ball. That's when he's going to start, like, getting out of his comfort zone, dodging in situations that he normally doesn't dodge in, whatever. And then, yeah, I mean, same thing with everybody else. Like, just kind of realizing that mm -hmm. everybody I looks up to you and everybody has a lot more faith in you than you think they do. I also think um, it helps that it helps that we um have like a very even distributed like classes mm -hmm. like it's not all like upper class and you know we have a good amount of sophomores that get a lot of playing time mm -hmm. we've been fortunate enough to have some games where like some jv kids and stuff like some freshmen and a lot of the sophomores can get in and play which i think will help in the future yeah they already have some experience in the belt yeah. so so that kind of trust is more shown by the domain they're allowed to have on the field as opposed to like direct conversations off the field mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah. I would not have thought that um that's just how I that's just how it works that, for yeah, me that's and that's how I like kind of see it myself that's all I got um you guys have anything else you want to put on the record I think this is this is your best episode then you think this is my best episode yeah yeah now you know what the best episode is the next episode that's the mindset you got to keep yeah. That's my two cents. I'm departing. Yeah, the best game is the next yeah. game. Then you should have put us on last. Because we're always going to be the best. You know what I'm saying? We'll come on here again. We'll bring Slurpees next time. I swear, yeah, if y'all so show up here wearing Slurpees, I'm kidding you out. And I'll state, state championship ring on my finger. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, please check out the rest of the episodes and come watch the lacrosse games. They're a lot of fun. Fulton, McLean, 17 Friday, against Yorktown. You know this is going to go up like tomorrow, right? Okay. Yeah, you have like two days where that's a real thing. Okay, well, everyone watching is going to come. All right, everyone watching this in between now and Thursday, the, or Friday the 29th. 8th. 8th. 9th. 8th. 28th. 28th. Friday the 28th. Go check out the game at Yorktown? At, at McLean. At McLean. Home game. Big, big game. Let's have hella heads. Let's have a lot of people. Um, thank you for listening, and check back next time. Bye.